Section 9 of Some Passages of the Life and Death of the Right Honourable John, Earl of Rochester, by Gilbert Burnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Here were the parts so exalted by nature and improved by study, and yet so corrupted and debased by irreligion and vice, that he who was made to be one of the glories of his age was become a proverb, and if his repentance had not interposed, would have been one of the greatest reproaches of it. He knew well the final strength of that weak cause, and at first despised, but afterwards abhorred it. He felt the mischiefs and saw the madness of it, and therefore, though he lived in the scandal of many, he died as much to the edification of all those who saw him. And because they were but a small number, he desired that he might, even when dead, yet speak. He was willing nothing should be concealed that might cast reproach on himself, and on sin, and offer up glory to God and religion so that though he lived a heinous sinner yet he died a most exemplary penitent it would be a vain and ridiculous inference for any from hence to draw arguments from the abstruse secrets of predestination and to conclude that if they are of the number of the elect they may live as they will and that divine grace will at some time or other violently constrain them and irresistibly work upon them but as st paul was called to the eminent service for which he was appointed in so stupendous a manner as is no warrant for others to expect such a vocation so if upon some single occasions which such conversions fall out which how far they are short of miracles i shall not determine but it is not only a vain but a pernicious imagination for any to go on in their ill ways upon a fond conceit and expectation that the like will befall them for whatsoever God's extraordinary dealings with some may be, we are sure his common way of working is by offering these things to our rational faculties, which by the assistances of his grace, if we improve them all we can, shall be certainly effectual for our reformation, and if we neglect or abuse them, we put ourselves beyond the common methods of God's mercy, and have no reason to expect that wonders should be wrought for our conviction, which, though they sometimes happen, that they might give an effectual alarm for the awaking of others, yet it would destroy the whole design of religion if men should depend upon or look for such an extraordinary and forcible operation of God's grace. And I hope that those who have had some sharp reflections on their past life, so as to be resolved to forsake their ill courses, will not take the least encouragement to themselves in that desperate and unreasonable resolution of putting off their repentance till they can sin no longer for the hopes I have expressed of this Lord's obtaining mercy at the last, and from thence presume that they also shall be received when they turn to God on their deathbeds. For what mercy soever God may show to such as really were never inwardly touched before that time, Yet there is no reason to think that those who have dealt so disingenuously with God and their own souls as designedly to put off their turning to him upon such considerations should be then accepted with him. They may die suddenly or by a disease that may so disorder their understandings that they shall not be in any capacity of reflecting on their past lives. The inward conversion of our minds is not so in our power that it can be effected without divine grace assisting and there is no reason for those who have neglected these assistances all their lives to expect them in so extraordinary a manner at their death. Nor can one, especially in a sickness that is quick and critical, be able to do those things that are often indispensably necessary to make his repentance complete, and even in a long disease in which there are larger opportunities for these things, yet there is great reason to doubt of a repentance begun and kept up merely by terror and not from any ingenious principle in which, 
though I will not take on me to limit the mercies of God, which are boundless, yet this must be confessed that to delay repentance with such a design is to put the greatest concernment we have upon the most dangerous and desperate issue that is possible. But they that will still go on in their sins and be so partial to them as to use all endeavours to strengthen themselves in their evil course, even by these very things which the providence of God sets before them for the casting down of these strongholds of sin, what is to be said to such? It is to be feared that if they obstinately persist, they will by degrees come within that curse. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still, and he that is filthy, let him be filthy still." but if our gospel is hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine unto them finish end of section nine end of some passages of the life and death of the right honourable john earl of rochester by gilbert burnett